I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's rock and roll, besties. All right. Welcome, 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 friends. Zach, you really popped off sending things to the sending discussion points to the Twitter chat this week. I was very, very impressed. The house is in recess, so I have even more time than usual. <laughs> like, I think literally to... everything that we have slotted for this episode is something you sent, whether or not you captioned it with podcast question or not. Okay. Also, there you go. But as our first talking point, rather than just a straight up question... We got, Zach, you have things to say about running shoes. And also, Brooks, you did a race today. Yeah, I just wanted to take the first five talk about running. I wanted to hear about the race. I wanted to talk about my shoes and all things running. Sounds like we had some stuff. So I'll just enjoy my tea. What was the race? And let you two have at it. And special, um, just a 5K. It was the final race in the run 585 series it was like a, a 5k okay. and then an 8k and then a 5k across three months so that was just the last one in that oh that's cute yeah it's our area code so yeah cool. yeah um i had to miss the first one because of covid and because it was like a few days after i tested positive and the second one got shortened to a 5k from an 8k because of the heat that day so oh yeah that's fair so it would it would be hard to do that race in dc because the dc area code is 202 so you're not going to be running much (laughs) that's my kind of race yeah (laughs) a zero k Mm -hmm. i saw another one of those 0.0 i don't run bumper stickers and on the same day, I also saw somebody driving a Jeep, but they had modded the letters so that it said Jeep. <laughs> and it just made me laugh. Actually, I got this Ragnar sticker. It's one of those. Ooh. Exciting, exciting. I like that. Just happens to be sitting No, there. if we do the Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts one, make me the last leg of the Connecticut portion because I'm going to go so fucking fast. <laughs> Like you don't want to be in Connecticut. <laughs> Get me out. <laughs> I really do want to do that one. It seems cool. Yeah, no, it seems very cool. And it goes right to Quincy, and then we can go to the historic first Duncan. The what? 
Um, the first Dunkin' Donuts ever is in Quincy, Massachusetts, and it's still there. Okay. All right, I'm down. Oh my God! Speaking of which, um, it's so funny because you had sent me that thing about Cheers, and we're talking about running. Um, the the I, I was watching Cheers. I had it on in the background, and in the background of the show, there is a it says Boston Barley Hoppers Running Club, and then under it, it has a list of like races. And so, and I've never noticed that before, and naturally I was curious, so I did some Googling. Apparently, the Boston Barley Hoppers was a real running club that met at the bar that it was like, that, that the show is based on. And I forget what their slogan was, but it was just like funny, like like a running club from the 60s. Um, and I was like, if I can find... Yeah, no, I was like, that's awesome. Um, oh, Okay. The running club's motto was run for fun, roam for foam. Okay. <laughs> I kind of I'm love. Kind of here, I'm like majorly here <laughs> for this, except for the running club. Yeah. Part. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also love just the classic combination that appears to be timeless of like running and then alcohol. Like, seems to be popular from what you two have thing. told me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what, what, our group does sounds like that's what Brooks group does, and apparently that's what they did in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, never change. No, they they, run, they really don't. I've run multiple races with beer at the finish line. Hell yeah! Yeah. Honestly, yeah. So me. Brooks, I know you know what this is like, but like you know when you get new shoes after a while, and you're like, oh, this is what they're supposed to feel like. Yeah. Because you like worn your other ones into a pulp. <laughs> And I yep. finally did that. Um, but Pacers did not have any of the Saucony Triumphs. And they said that they weren't going to have them until like the end of September. And I was like, well, I can't wait another 45 days. Like, like, I'm, like I'm starting to hurt. Like, my body is hurting. And so... And it's actually a pretty comfortable pair. It's definitely tighter. A little bit more snug um but this gives me an excuse to go back and get the triumphs anyways when they come back and now mm-hmm. i can test run the whole <laughs> test run <laughs> the whole um <laughs> the, the whole, whole two shoot theory yeah, <laughs> yeah. um it felt weird I, I i i like i know i said this but i have not worn shoes that are not Saucony in over two years to go running like two shoe theory um, what can of worms Brooks would know it better. So I guess the idea is like because different shoes put like em- like not emphasize but like stress, stress. Yeah, like different parts of your feet. Mm-hmm. It kind of spreads out the 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 stress on your foot. Um, and also, what I did not know until recently from Brooks is that it takes your shoes like twenty four decompress from your runs. So that so when you switch off, it also lets them come back to form so interesting yeah don't it, have this problem I, when you bike <laughs> especially with like designated like cycling cleats because the soles are hard as rocks so there is no compressing or decompressing to deal with also going back gives me an excuse to go back because the girl who sold me them was cute anyways um i did stop 
by one of people running this morning and they had sock knees and I was like mm. <laughs> I was like oh this hurts but Ouchie. anyways yeah. yeah I now own a pair of Asics it's weird they're like I don't think I could run like long long distance in them like I don't think I could do a half marathon I think they're they're a little too snug for that but like the the, the person who sold them to me she was like they are a little more like reactive you can feel the ground a little more I was like oh no I do not want to feel the ground at all. I do not want to be aware that I'm running. Like literally, like like I want to be running without any of the stress of running. Like I already know if I could give birth and did give birth, I like forget the net, knock me out. Just let me know when <laughs> when we're done. Like I. <laughs> so, anyways, I have those. They are pretty cool. But I will be getting my socks when they come back. I love it. End scene. I'm glad you had this fun little journey. I'm a Mizuno loyalist. I've been running in Mizuno Wave Riders for like, God, I don't know when I got my first pair. More than a decade ago. How old am I? Yeah. More than 15 years ago. But. (laughs) I feel like I'm more aware of how old you are than you are. Yeah, I don't remember my age. It's it's very sad. I have to do math for my birth year. I love it. Um, I remember it because it's funny when I tell people. That my best friend is thirty six. No, that is right, right. Yeah, and they're like, "I'm sorry, explain." And I'm like, "Well, do I have a story for you?" Anyway, continue. But I, you know, so every time I wear them out, I just get more pairs. But you know, the the two shoe theory, as you've now dubbed it, um, like so, I I have a name. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um. But because of that, I, I have like three other, I have, um, I have a pair of Brooks, I have a pair of, uh, <laughs> and I, and I have a <laughs> pair of On, which Sorry. I absolutely love those shoes. They're pricier, but I love them okay. so much. So I, I don't wear them outside. I only wear them on the treadmill, keeping them very nice. Um, Interesting. and I have a pair of trail running shoes. So I actually have five different, right? Did I map that? Yeah shoes that I rotate. So this is okay. me buying various forms of boots. Because mm-hmm. I have two pairs of Doc Martens and Brooks, you know about this. I now have a pair of Platform Demonias, which I'm so excited about. I never want to stop wearing them. I love them so much. And I've, like, I literally haven't even had them for a week yet. I wear them everywhere. I do not care if I'm overdressed. I wear like just like to go out and run errands it's amazing i love them can i like totally continue (laughs) no no no, you're okay if if you have more like i was gonna shift gears completely so like if you have more doc martin stuff no that's it i just get gifted like i have a very (laughs) at least my like because my mom and i have such different fashion senses my mom knows what i like and she sticks with it. Like, when she's buying me stuff, every single pair of Doc Martens I have ever had has been a gift for my mother. Because once she finds something that she is willing to buy me, she will do so until she finds the next thing. Makes it easier. Are they valid? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, Brooks, I see you've got your hair pinned back. How's that doing? Right now, it is so itchy. I'm having the same problem. It's... 
Like it's so Oh, cause much. piercings. Yeah. Yeah, I have... keep pinching around it to make myself feel better. Oh my god, I know. It's driving me insane. Oh yeah, that was driving me crazy. insane. But what is the healing process like on piercings? Because like tattoos at this point I, I know what to expect, but like for a piercing, what what's the time frame and is it like itch or like what what is it? Itchy as hell. Depends on where like lobe piercings heal pretty quickly, like a couple months. I was told six months for the cartilage ones I have now, but the one I have in here, the date piercing, was like a year. Oh, I thought he said like three months till you could change it at least, though. Oh my god. I've never changed it. I haven't well, yeah, changed yeah. a single one of the cartilage earrings that I have because I just can't get my little thingies in there. But that's what the guy told us when we got the date piercings. He's like, oh yeah, I can come in like three months and change it. But then the guy over the weekend was like, no, six months. Like, it seems to vary. Yeah. What was the studio you guys went to? There's a place near where I live called Cold River Body Arts. And the guy was super cool, super nice. Like, honestly, if you're around there, check it out. It was a cool place. Oh, yeah. Unique kind of style to it. But yeah, no. It's. She's itchy. She's very itchy. (laughs) Unfortunately, my worst fears were realized, and he told me that I did not have the anatomy for an industrial, which I've been looking at it a bunch since then, and I don't know that he was right. Because, you know, I can draw a straight line between the two holes that he put in my ear. Like, I've actually put a little thing in there to see. <laughs> like a little piece of tape. I mean, <laughs> fair, but now you can just get a chain once it heals. <clears throat> yeah. Or once it but heals, you can just get, like, really thought, really instead of just, like, the slightly long one that you have to get when they first get it because your ear swells up and you could get like funky intricate ones and not have to have that like too long one i've been looking man i'm sure you have do piercings actually like how bad do they actually hurt because my first tattoo artist told me she'd rather sit for an hour piece on her arm than get like a piercing again like in terms of i have gotten a piercing, it has felt, I'm gonna say, reasonable. Okay. Like, it, like it, it's, like, they'll do it, and I'm like, yeah, that seems pretty fair for having a needle go through my cartilage. Like, it wasn't, like, you know, oh my god, never, like, clearly wasn't never doing that again. Yeah, oh well, yeah. Like, every time I've done it, I've been like, yeah, that seems fair for what just actually happened to a part of my body. So, I mean, I don't, that's a very subjective way of describing it, but that's been my experience. I feel like it varies a lot because even with these, right? So I got like the one that's like right here and one right here. And so he did the outer one first and it hurt quite a lot. It took him, you know, a couple pushes to get it through. I heard crunching. It was not. (laughs) No. (laughs) The date ones were, the date piercing was loud. Yeah. It was kind of like that. Not quite as, yeah, but it was a similar thing. I heard the crunching crunchy yeah but then i didn't even know he did the second hole like i didn't feel it at all yeah see with these two the first one like yeah definitely hurt there was a needle going through like you know my flesh and then he did it again and the second one hurt worse because it was already like irritated you guys are closer together yeah Yeah, it was like really close together but all these ones i had done the three on my left ear i had done at different times so i had like forgotten in between you, my friend, the first time you got the front helix piercings, you just did 
two at once, which is very yeah. brave. And this is the first time I've ever done like two at once that weren't just like lobe piercings because those hardly hurt at all, in my opinion. But for all the front helix piercings I have, as soon as I knew how bad it was going to hurt, it was over. <laughs> this is the first time I did not have that like advantage. But hey, I did it. Well, that's why the other day, because the first one hurt so bad, I'm like, well, this is gonna suck, and I'm mm -hmm. bracing myself. And then he's like, all right, hop up, look in the mirror. I'm like, wait, what? Fascinating. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, that was the first time that it ever happened to me where it was like, well, now I know how bad the second one's gonna hurt. Yep, but then you gotta sit there and wait for it. Yep, you just gotta sit there and be like, hmm, shit. <laughs> Which is why I don't, I don't think I could ever people who get their nipples pierced nope could never do that oh i've heard from people on like tiktok and various forms of social media who have had that done they're like oh the first one doesn't hurt because you're so like worked up that like the adrenaline kind of like keeps you from feeling it and then the second one hurts really bad <laughs> yeah nope. no thanks not, not, not for me anyway now that we're done talking about putting holes into our bodies, let's let's do some of these questions that Zach has been sending to a group chat. I got a lot of a lot of links involved in this one. Before we get to that bit, my lighter came today. I just want to show you how cool this is. Ooh, but like that's cool. Oh, those I like. Well, no. It, it, is that supposed to be one of the like survival ones so that if you're in the like if it's crazy windy you can still start a fire if you need to yeah. or something? Well no, it's an arc lighter, so it's like it's electric. Um and you just like charge it up and it has the electric currents. But it is it is windproof thing, but it's basically just like a little bit. Right, right, right. I should get one. I just of those. think it's super cool. Yeah. It, it arrived while I was at my race and so I just got to open it like right before we started. Oh, I should get one. It feels like a taser. Like you could probably yeah. taste someone with that. You know, if, you, if, if the microphone picked it up, but it kind of makes that like sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I anyway. It. All right. I was here. just I'm putting the link for the. For, oh wait, I forgot. You can keep the chat open and not go and not minimize. Awesome. First one. This is a person. Oh, here we go. Okay. This is a question. This is a screenshot of a question from what appears to be a text messages or something. And the question is this. Hey, what do mummies do when they catch you? Like, a zombie eats your brain. A vampire drinks your blood. What does a mummy do? Do they just beat you up? <laughs> there is... A, so, there is an episode... Um. One of the shows that I use to like fall asleep is Big Bang Theory. Of course, it it, it helps. But there there is an episode where like they're debating if there is a difference between mummies and zombies. Like, there's an actual functional difference. We I think there is. I one hundred percent think there think is a difference. But of two examples from TV and movies, where I know what the mummy's goal is mm -hmm. i don't know how well this applies to just your like 
zombies have like a generic goal vampires have a generic goal i don't really know how much this is going to help us but in 1999 cinematic masterpiece the mummy the uh you know resurrect what's his face i should know his name i've seen this movie so many times whatever anyway <laughs> the mummy is um chasing after people and he kind of like drains their he like drains their life force in order to resurrect mm -hmm. himself and his uh murdered lover so that one does have a goal in mind and um brooks you imitap imitap thank you and i actually had that in my head but i thought it was wrong oh uh, good for you honestly um, yeah, so Imhotep is chasing people down to drain their life force, resurrect himself, mm -hmm. and Anuksun Amun, his lover. Anyway, um, there's an episode of Doctor Who, and I don't know if this counts, because there's also just funky alien stuff going on the entire time. Um, Brooks, you know the one I'm talking about? Mummy on the Orient Express? Oh, yeah. I don't know how well... That counts because I think the implication is that it's like an. Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen that episode, but there's something that's got to do with like, I mean, obviously time travel, but also maybe something to do with different dimensions. I don't remember. And the, again, it was people just sort of having their like, you know, you get touched and then you go all dry and fall apart. Yeah, that's probably why I had that in my head. Is what happens. Well, yeah, and it also happens in The Mummy. He, like, drains them into... Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, there's two examples of the mummy do of a mummy doing the same thing, where they sort of dry people out, but for different reasons. Because the one in Doctor Who definitely wasn't a, like, ah, life force resurrect type deal. So. Other than that, I I don't know. I would like to go the into point. this functional difference between mummies and zombies thing. I'm very interested. The point made by one Sheldon Cooper is that if a zombie bites you, you turn into a zombie. But if a mummy bites you, you don't turn into a mummy. Yeah, no, so that there's that, a difference in what happens yeah. if you get bit. And that honestly is a pretty heavy hitting difference. Because zombies, in, like, most forms of media, it's usually some kind of, like, virus or something. Right, yeah. So, I mean, also the, that. The Pentagon actually has a plan for a zombie apocalypse. I don't know if you guys know that. No shit. I will, I will pull it up. It is, like, on the internet. That's fantastic. You know, at least someone's thinking of this, honestly. Although, in the event of a zombie apocalypse, I feel like the best place to be is just, like, out in, like, yee-yee country. Because they're going to be hunting Con plan, Con plan 8888, also known as counter-zombie dominance, is a U.S. Department of Defense Strategic Command CONOP document that describes a plan for defending against any zombies. The April 30th, 2011 document depicts fictional scenarios of zombie attacks for training students in military planning. Fascinating. 
I will. But yeah, again, uh, as is depicted yeah. in um, George Romero's Dawn of the Dead, I believe it is. The one where they're in the shopping mall. It's either Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Living Dead. Something like that. Anyway. Hmm? I think it's Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, anyway. Dawn of the Dead. Um, there's a scene where all the, like, you know, they're out in, like, you know, uh, like, deer hunting, redneck country, and they have, like, someone's picnic table, and there's just, like, coffee and donuts, and everyone's in their, like, you know, their, their, like, bomber hats and their plaid, and they're just hunting, like, they're just picking off the zombies one by one as they're approaching. That is where I feel like you would be safest in a zombie apocalypse. Get your ass out to yee-yee deer hunting country. You'll be fine. So there's my two cents on surviving a zombie apocalypse. And honestly... I just um, love all the scenes from The Walking Dead where, what's his name, Rick, is just riding through the middle of, like, Atlanta on a horse. I'm like, that's the most vulnerable person I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Like, right? like, bro, you were supposed to be, like, law enforcement or something. Why are you... I never even like, watched The Walking Dead because I had so many friends in high school who were Walking Dead fans, but, like, by the time that they were actually, like, caught up to what was airing on TV... They would just watch The Walking Dead and then complain about how downhill it was going every week. And I'm just like, I'm just not going to involve myself at this point. Because I'm just going to get caught up for it to suck. To be fair, in those parts, he didn't really have an option. Like, he had to go into the city for a specific reason. And there wasn't any way to get around all the cars piled up. Yeah, right? no, I, it's it's just, it's still like, why People are you in the middle of the road? Like, there. Do not take advantage of bikes. You can easily outbike a zombie. You don't need to refuel like you would a car. Depends on which kind of zombies we're talking about. Okay, I mean, yeah, if it's like World War Z zombies, you're mm -hmm. pretty fucked. But if it's like Walking Dead zombies... Yeah, 28 days later. Yeah, you can easily outbike <laughs> a zombie. Do you guys watch uh, Ian Peel at all? I am... I've seen enough clips. They, they have one, and it's like race of zombies, and it's 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 the two of them, and they're like hiding out, and they're trying to like to like get across town or something. They go to make a run for it, and all the white zombies run away. <laughs> oh my it's God. So bad. Did, did they? They all like like close their doors, and like it's awful. Pretend I do not see it. Um. <laughs> This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yeah, I don't know if mummies generally have a goal in mind, though. But, I mean, I feel also, like... Also, I did send the the um, articles in the chat. It's through Stratcom. Like, it is a... It's very it. real. Good to know, honestly. I, again, at least someone's mm-hmm. thinking about it. Anyway. I just want to be, like, that poor, like, assistant deputy secretary of defense who was like, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> Or they're a huge walking dead. It sounds like a plot out of the best day at work that they've ever had. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, I grew up doing this. (laughs) Or they're like some, like, you know, video, like, you know, zombie video game nerd, and they're like, this is the best day of my, like, outside of work, and they're like, this is the best day of my life. Like, this is the best day of my job ever. They go home and they're playing Call of Duty zombies, and they're like, I'm working. (laughs) I'm I'm gaming this out. thinking about it i'm testing some scenarios honestly that's so valid anyways i'm sorry brooks i didn't mean to cut you off (laughs) i was just gonna say like that idea of goal though i think points to one of the broader differences which is that zombies in general tend to be pretty much like brain dead right Mm -hmm. nothing going on can't speak whereas mummies though there is some variation for the most part seem to be more intelligent and are capable of having goals yeah, yeah, zombies no. seem to work in, like, herd mentality. Yeah, yeah no, like, the again, bringing back up the mummy. Definitely very goal-oriented. A lot of, lot of uh, tools and further foot soldiers at his disposal. Like, the man has a plan. Mm-hmm. Anytime I think... Anytime I think zombies in film and TV... Go back to psych. You're stuck in the museum. <laughs> Let me tell you, I've been thinking about that episode this whole time, and I was just about to say, when you started that sentence, I knew where you were going. 
<laughs> the hive mind is too real right now. Because <laughs> I was I was looking for some joke to make about it, you know, about the zombies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I just love when they like when the security guard like sleepily wanders up, opens the door, and Gustus just comes flying out. <laughs> I just had on a loop playing in my head, Sean trying to evade the cameras. That's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite zombie movies. Serious one, Train to Busan. Excellent fucking zombie movie. Non-serious one, Zombieland. It is fun. That movie is so much fun. I love it so much. Especially the whole bit where Bill Murray <laughs> decided to disguise himself as a zombie, like, with makeup so people would leave him alone, but then he got shot. There used to be this, like very intentionally sort of like campy cheesy zombie show on sci-fi called z nation i'm so here for that and they like man that show was fun because they would try to find the most ridiculous premises that they could for episodes of like like if you could do anything with zombies that would be way too ridiculous for like a serious film like it's just really out there let's go ahead and do that I'm honestly so- I love when any show just, like, really leans into, like, the camp. We need more of oh, that. Oh, yeah. We need they more of that really, in media, just, like, in general. They're very deep into it. It's definitely one of those shows that makes you go just like, what? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I might have to check that out. That sounds like a lot of fun. I miss that show. Let me see what else we got. I don't- I don't know if The Mummy as- like a, a cryptid a creature can be reduced down to a single motivation in the way that like a vampire or a zombie can and I, I think out I of all of like the undead monsters they seem like one of the more individualistic yeah undead monsters i would agree well and i think that goes back to what you mentioned before bridget about like often it's because of like a virus versus a mummy which is more like magic and spells yeah yeah Mummies seem to come back not like by accident. They come back to like settle scores. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's usually it. Settle the score, whatever that may be. That's what they do to you. They settle the score. What? <laughs> that's what they do when they catch you. They settle the score. Yeah. Okay. There you like go. <laughs> maybe that could involve beating you up. Yeah. yeah. Right. Who knows? If if you're owed. Yeah, if that's if that's what it's gonna take. Okay, so the next one is a screenshot of a TikTok <laughs> or like an Instagram story or something. Somebody asked this person who's posting the Instagram story, posting the TikTok, whatever. It says, "What would you name a pet a pet shrimp?" And this person's response was, "I'm way too drunk for this. Maybe Mr. Shrimp." <laughs> And one, I just think this is a great question, but two, it also makes me think of this guy on TikTok, who I will be linking, who has a pet mantis shrimp, and its name is Chuck Norris, and he just puts a lot of things in its tank to see how it will interact with them, and nine out of ten times, um, Chuck Norris does eat his new companion. It's mantis shrimp is so cool. It's kind of, it's kind of fun. Um... <laughs> So I do know of a pet shrimp that is named Chuck Norris. The way I don't know if y'all have ever seen, um, there's a guy on YouTube called Z Frank, and he makes videos about animals that he refers to as true facts. 
And oh, we've they, watched some of these. Yeah, they're full of information, um, but they're also very, very funny. And he has one of the mantis shrimp. They're the ones who can see, very like, beautiful. secret colors. They're really cool. Also, shout out to the time that I referred to a tweet as having made me experience the emotional equivalent of shrimp colors, and it is my most liked tweet, which isn't saying much, but it is my most liked tweet. How many likes? Like 25. Like, it's, again. Okay. It's not much, but it does make me laugh that that is technically, statistically number one. But, but But it's an honest day's work. It ain't much, but it's not. <laughs> it ain't work. That's, that's what I was trying to think of, yeah. <laughs> I am actually trying to think of what I would name a pet shrimp now because I want to have like some kind of punny name. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to find something like, Maybe, like Sheldon would be good because they have an exoskeleton, but th- I feel like that fits more for a turtle. Hmm. Yeah, my mind goes toward, like, small things, or the fact that shrimp is often used as an insult for, like, smaller boys, you know, like, when they're bullied. So I was thinking about other terms that are often used to bully people. You could just name it after various shrimp dishes, like, you could name one Scampy. I would name him Shrimp, or, or no, sorry, I would name him Chris, and everybody would think it's short for Christopher, but it would actually be short for Crustacean. I like that. Honestly. No, but you have to spell it crustacean. Like, yeah. <laughs> I promise. I, I, like I, I have not reflected on this question at all until like right now. That's no, crazy. honestly, that's genius. I think I would just name it after like, like I would name it like Scampy or like name it Linguini or Alfredo because those are all shrimp dishes or like paella. You could um, name it after, like a stereotypical dog name, like Fido. I think that would be fun. That would be hysterical. That I am a fan of. Or like Buster, oh. and it's just a shrimp. Like, you'd be like, oh, come meet Buster. Someone's assuming it's a dog, and then you just have a yeah. shrimp in a tank. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of directions you could go with this and have it be funny. God, I love a good pun. I do just love that the best this man was able to come up with in whatever state of inebriation he was in was Mr. Shrimp. We've all yeah, been there. How much Two time? Seconds. I'll be right back. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I assume it's probably echo-related. No, she's not here. Oh. But there is another animal in the house that shouldn't be. Do you need to go take care of that? Define animal. Yeah, no, that's definitely a mouse. Fun. Ah. Well, at least it's not I a bat. I thought we only got this in winter. Hmm? At least it's not a bat. No, but apparently um, my dad has a bat that oh, lives cute. in his attic. My... And he was like, just fair warning, it might pop out while you're like in the guest room. And no, I was like... Literally, my parents' house has a history of bats getting in like we definitely have bats in the attic but like they have frequently over the years gotten down into the like actual house it's not ideal it's not ideal i have live 
mouse traps from the winter because they get in like in the winter they go inside they find yeah. ways inside it's cold but like i never end up using them they just kind of went away before that but now i might need to break them out Oof. figure out what to put in them peanut butter apparently yeah see that that's what i've heard too my fear is just attracting other stuff like like i don't want to wake up and find like a line of ants yeah that is kind of annoying if they liked like cardboard that would be helpful. Unfortunately, that is not the world we live in. No. I'm actually going to say final answer, I would name a shrimp Scampi. Just because I think it's cute. In like a fucked up kind of way. You could call it Scamp. <laughs> and also that has the bonus of being like a stereotypical dog sounding name. Mm-hmm. And then, and then yeah. you present them with a sh- And then whoever is coming to meet Scamp is presented with a shrimp. And is just very confused. I think that would be fun. Alright. Zach, what was your Twitter timeline like this week? Nothing but bangers that you were sending. No, it is always unhinged. But, you know. Question was, number was three. The was the person who invented the ladder trying to go up <laughs> or down? I'm going to assume up because you have to start from somewhere. I'm going to assume that they were trying to go down, but they had, but they knew that they had to also get back up. Like they dropped something important down like a well, like an empty well or whatever. They were like, oh, I need to go down to retrieve this item before they fill the well. But then I also need to get, like, I need to get back up with this item. That's my theory. Not to be controversial and answer both, but there you have it. I mean, a ladder, I assume we're thinking about it in terms of, like, just a portable ladder that's a temporary thing and not, like, built into things. Yeah. Right? Because, they, obviously, they would have had, like, stairs or ladder equivalents, like, built into homes long before a portable ladder was invented. So you got to think, for what purpose would they need a, a portable ladder enough that they would invent it? It could be maybe up, like, if they're going in the tree to pick fruit. Yeah. I could see that being a common need. Very possible. Because even if they didn't have, like, big houses or anything at that point, they need food, and if they can't reach the food... I'm trying to think of, like, a basic need. No, yeah, I mean, you're honestly probably right. I like my answer, though. I thought that was smart. Is that any thoughts, or just... I mean, I assumed up as well, just in the sense that, like, you start on the ground. I was about to say, you do start (laughs) on the ground. Yeah, it's kind of your default position. It's rare that you start below it. Yeah. I think that's a solid... That's some solid logic there. Honestly, that makes sense to me. All right. 
here's the final one. <laughs> and this one just is one of the ones that kills me again. Because I... I've been thinking about this since I've seen it. And I can't. I haven't come up with any answers to this question. <laughs> this is another screenshot from a TikTok. And it says, when his name begins with B and rhymes with a kitchen utensil. <laughs> and I... The tweet is captioning this screenshot. Still haven't figured this out. And I sure as hell haven't. was the one... So what was it. the one we saw? Oh, was like yeah. when his name starts with J and rhymes with one of the 50 states? <laughs> Again, like never figured it out. <laughs> like, never figured it out. But, um, yeah. Any guesses? <laughs> Spoon. <laughs> I know. Oh. I know. <clears throat> and Zach did suggest in the chat the name Bjork, which mm. like does make sense. But this per like they they've typed this out in English, which I feel like I just really love the narrows things. the chance of the person having a name like Bjork. I just love the the thing that's like that's like Scandinavian dogs be like Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> There's a similar one. It was like Scandinavian clowns be like Hjank. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, they probably do. They probably do. But um. Yeah, I mean, I've we're if we're try if we're like narrowing this to like common names in predominantly English speaking countries, I don't even know where to begin with this. I was trying to imagine all the things that you would find in a utensil drawer and trying to put B in front of them. I know, like, um, I don't know strictly speaking if it counts as a utensil, but. <laughs> In my head popped benderizer. <laughs> what? It was a meat tenderizer. It's like a little mallet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just. I do like that. That is good. <laughs> yeah, the only things that are coming around are like bachelor. My name is Ben, it's short for Bender. <laughs> what if Mike was short for Mycicle? <laughs> I hate my sense of humor, I really do. Um, Badal. Yeah. Bongs. Bopsticks. <laughs> I was visualizing my utensil drawer, and I have. I know I'm trying job. to think of a thing, but now I'm like veering into like two word items now, where it's not just like a cup; it's a measuring cup, and it's it's not as funny. It's got to be a one a one measuring book. 
<laughs> it's gotta be a singular word object. Yeah. Is that, hmm. What do you call those, like, look like ladles, but they got holes in them? <sighs> this gotta have a word, right? Referred to as, like, a slotted spoon? But I, I don't guess. even know if that technically counts the one that has, like, the little forky things it's around it. Like, yeah, it's just a spoon that has, like, slots in it. Hmm. I think I just as good as mine. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the answer. <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know. Um, I want to know what kind of life this person is leading that this is a thing that they are posting. I want to know what's going on with them. I think that'd be really interesting. Um, are they talking about this mysterious man, like, in a good way? Like, oh, in a good way, like, oh, when his name starts with this? Or, like, in the way that you're kind of being like, oh, watch out. Like, oh, when he, like, has a car like this or whatever. Like, in what context are they talking about this mysterious be man. I assumed it was just meant to be sort of a parody of the other one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, um... I wish I knew. <laughs> it's gonna be my concluding thought. Um, I wish I knew. I think that'd be nice. By the way, the thing you guys were talking about, like, the Scandinavian, it reminded me of something that happened during the race. Oh, do tell. It was toward the beginning, so everybody was still running in a relatively, like, you know, solid group. And there was one point where they, on the trail that we were on, they had, like, a couple of, like, cement poles on it. And so as people were approaching it, they were yelling, pull, you know, so people behind them would know and not, like, smash into it. Noted. And so we're running along, people just keep yelling, pull, pull. And then some woman just screams over all the noise, I prefer to be called a Slavic American. <laughs> <laughs> She saw her chance and she took it, and for that I respect her. I res she has she has my undying respect. Oh man, it killed me. That I am nice. I like that. Yeah. Oh, I had one more thing I feel like I was gonna bring up, but it just completely exited my head with that fun little story. Big sad. <laughs> Polish. Hmm. Oh, the way. I don't remember what last podcast episode this was, but Henry was talking. Henry was, of course, doing his thing where he makes like dumb Polish jokes because he's Polish and he finds them funny. But he was talking like he. And I just, this one just caught me so off guard that I like scream laughed in public, but it was like, oh. I don't know how to make ice because we lost the we lost the recipe two generations ago or some shit. And that one just got me so off guard. Like I had never, and I'm sure that's like a stereotypical like Polish joke, but I personally had never heard that before. So I just like very like loudly like scream laughed in public, and I was wearing headphones, so like I'm sure I just seemed like a crazy person. But like whatever. I uh, you know sometimes. That happens when you're listening to comedy podcasts in public. That's just a risk I take with my life. If it makes you feel any better, I went through a walk through the Capitol 
and listen to Love It or Leave It once. Never doing that again. Nice. Um, we were on session, so nobody was there, but still, I was like in the rotunda. I was like, Baha! <laughs> <laughs> he just says shit that catches you off, like you can't see it coming. Yep. Yeah, no, I can think of so many examples of just, like stuff like that on last podcast where I just like out of left field absolutely didn't see it coming yeah. and then <laughs> i'm like walking my dog or something and now the entire neighborhood has just heard me scream yeah i definitely have a money <laughs> the extent to which everything out of love its mouth is just gold like it's not like there's just like one or two jokes where i'm like this is hilarious i gotta like share this with people it's like every single thing he says right you can't pick one yeah did you get a chance to 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 see them on Colbert? Oh no, I still gotta watch that. It's so funny because literally they just to watch them like react in real time to his shenanigans. That's why I do occasionally watch their, their YouTube videos and stuff because I get. <laughs> Colbert asks them some question and love. It's like I'll take this one, and both Vitor and Fabio just kind of. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they know what's coming. Well, they don't we know what's coming. That. We all have that coming. friend. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't have that friend, you are that friend. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that thing I remembered is coming back to me. I was really hoping it would, but... Tragic. Oh, well, I can't have been that important. Although whenever I say something like that, I think of that. I don't even remember what show this is from, but it's like, I feel like I forgot something. Yeah, well, it can't have been that important. And then there's like a screenshot of like a kid just like by himself at like a tennis court or something. Uh, and that's what I feel like sometimes, but you know, it's whatever. All right, well, um, podcast news. I've finally got my shit together, so releasing on a consistent schedule yay knowing what's coming it's great doing great um so yeah next week powerpoint night very very excited cannot wait to see what everyone how everyone has prepared the short king will be uh making his return to the pod so exciting exciting times all around and when we're done streaming what we do in the shadows we're gonna play some video games together so things to look forward to all right well anyone else have anything they'd like to share fair That's enough don't know why i ask um <laughs> well occasionally there is something occasionally there yeah. is something so i just like to make sure that i present everybody with the opportunity all right as always uh thank you for fighting with us friends we appreciate each and every single one of you and we'll be back again next week adios This week's episode of the Fighting with Friends podcast was hosted by Bridget Kelly, Zach Calderon, and Dr. Sarah Brooks. You can find other episodes of the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or your other favorite listening platform. Follow us on Twitter at BridgetKelly98, at Zach Calderon, and at And Sarah Said. Rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Like, comment, and subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch and join our Discord community using the links in the description. You can also help support us via the Acast supporter feature or consider donating to our Patreon. Thanks for listening! 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.